Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You can find your seat this morning. I really believe something fresh has begun. Let it grow. Let it flourish. What a fabulous morning. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Woman's Day. If you're a mom, good job. What a champion. If you're wanting to be a mom, we're believing for you in Jesus' name. We believe that God is a God of babies and a God of miracles. And we have had miracle babies in this church, and we will continue to have miracle babies in this church. If you're pregnant and you're having complications, we bless you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We prayed two weeks ago in this service for babies. No one specifically. We just felt to pray for people with babies or, or their grandchildren. So we did. On Wednesday, actually, our spiritual health day, I got a message from a member of this church saying, I forgot to tell you, but I'm telling you now, thank you for praying for babies the other morning. My sister, they were all but convinced that their baby in the womb uh, had Down syndrome. Doctors had said it. That was the consensus. This baby's going to be born with Down syndrome. Well, they just had the test. Baby's totally fine in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Give God some praise. So if you're here this morning and you're trying to have a baby or you've got a baby growing in you, we bless you with every blessing in Jesus' mighty name, that that child will grow strong, that child will grow healthy, that child will be born without complication, that that child will come into this earth strong, filled with destiny and purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're a bloke here today, make sure you phone your mother particularly the men. If you're a daughter, you should definitely phone your mother too, but it's only 11 o'clock. You've got eight hours to make the magic happen. Maybe you should do it in the next two. My mother passed away only a couple of months ago, and you know, I'd do anything to have another day with her, and I'm only telling you this because, you know, you might have a dysfunctional relationship with your mom or things may not have gone so well or you may not be talking so much. Things may have been said and honestly put it behind you. You've got to let it go. You've got to phone your mom and say, stop waiting for your mom to phone you. She raised you. And she did the best she possibly could given her circumstances and her resource. Phone her. I love you, mum. Thank you, mum. I know the odds weren't for you, but 
you did all you could to raise a great child, and I'm so grateful. Your mum needs to hear it. God told me to tell you she needs to hear your voice. Amen. Right, so I've just got a short message this morning, and it's not a message so much just for the mothers, but it is a message for the ladies of church, for the young, the old, the middle-aged, whatever age. And I want to bless you with this message this morning. And the message this morning is titled, Arise, O Deliverer, Arise. And we're reading from the book of Esther this morning. It's only eight chapters long. No, it's nine chapters. Ten. Well, the tenth is only like four verses, so it doesn't really count. It's nine chapters long. And it would do you well to read it this week. It could be made very easily into a movie. It's so I'm surprised it hasn't been already. But it would do you well, men and women, if you just to change tack on your Bible reading program this week and read the book of Esther. But the book of Esther goes like this. This is what happened during the time of Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces. King Xerxes has this incredible kingdom this incredible influence, and he reigns over all these provinces. So he decides that for 180 days, he is going to display the wealth of his kingdom. So he decides, King Xerxes, in all his kingly wisdom, let's have a 180-day party. So they do. And then they have a 180-day party. And then after the 180-day party, he says, now we're going to have a seven-day banquet. And do not withhold wine from anyone. It is going to be a, an open tab. This is not a cash bar. This is just bring it all and everyone is going to have a seven-day banquet. And then after the seven-day banquet, he has this great idea to get Queen Vashti, his beautiful wife, to you know parade her in front of everybody. And, and she's put up with 180 days of partying. She's put up with seven days of feasting with an open tab. And then the king says, bring out the queen that she may parade before everyone that they may all behold her glory. And she says, you know what, Xerxes? No. I'm not, I'll put up with your partying. I'll put up with your banqueting. I'm not going to let my moral code be dropped down on your behalf. And she says, I'm not going to do it. So King Xerxes says, well, you're no longer going to be queen. And, and he takes her queenly place away from her. But she would not let her moral compass be swayed by the, the influences of those around her. And she was prepared to let her purity remain despite the nonsense that was going on around her. This is how the book of Esther starts. So the king goes in a search for a new queen through every province, 127 provinces. He says, 
run beauty contests, run pageants, advertise it everywhere and gather together all the beautiful young women and that we can have all these beauty pageants from 127 provinces and out of all the 127 provinces, out of all the girls, you know, in all the pageants from 127, choose one. So choose 127 young ladies and bring them to me that I may choose another queen. And out of all of 127 provinces, out of all the beauty pageants, out of all the going on, 127 come and there is one girl that the king chooses to be his future queen. Her name is Hadassah, also known as Esther. And I want you to know this morning, young woman, middle-aged woman, mother, auntie, mother who's wanting to be, that God has not overlooked your life. That you are in the setup of all time. And regardless of how your life may have begun, Regardless of the circumstances that currently surround your life, God's hand is upon you. You may not feel it, you may not know it, but I am telling you this morning that the hand of God is upon your life because He is saying to you, arise, O deliverer, arise. That there is an anointing on the feminine to bring healing and restoration that the earth desperately needs and he is calling you from your current place in life there is a call that is going out from the king of heaven unto the hearts of his daughters that deliverers would arise in the feminine that deliverers would arise in the nations to carry the heartbeat of the father into humanity and out of all 127 provinces, out of all the, the beauty pageants and the palaver, he chooses Esther, the orphan. Not only the orphan, but the foreigner in a foreign land. The remnant of a people that have been enslaved and dispossessed and mocked and beaten and used as forced labour. A nation that has been driven into the ground, that has been broken and torn apart. There's a little girl, Esther, who says her mother and her father have perished, but she had been raised by her uncle, a man named Mordecai. You may think your circumstances are against you, and they may be, but I'm telling you this morning, God is for you, and He is greater than the total of your past mistakes. He is greater than the total of the mistakes of your mother and your father, and even the generations that have gone before you, and you may now be standing in inherited brokenness. But God is telling you this morning, I see you fully and I choose you to be mine, to represent my people and to bring into the earth a new day of freedom and liberation. Arise, O deliverer, arise. And and the king sees, here's this, can you imagine what it's like for Esther? 
just trying to stay under the radar, just trying to stay low-key, just trying to live a don't-see-me life. I'm an orphan. I don't have my mother. I don't have my father. I'm raised by my uncle. This is not my land. We are not in Jerusalem. We are not near the temple. We are not near the presence of God. They had been raised in the world. She'd been raised in the secular. She'd been raised in the culture of another king that was not her king. But God elevates her. God chooses her. God looks past all of that going on on the outside. King Xerxes was looking for a beautiful queen, but God was looking for a deliverer of a nation. And it says that he chooses her and he brings her in to a one-year-long beauty regime. And everyone's like, hello, you know, if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, like a 12-month beauty regime every single day, bathed in perfumes and oils. And, you know, she went through this process to be brought to the king. And the king holds out his scepter and says, I choose you to be the future queen. But meanwhile, the Mordecai is sitting at the city gate, the uncle. And he hears of a conspiracy that a few men are going to get together and they're going to kill the king. They're going to kill Xerxes. So he tells Esther, you've got to get a message to the king. And the message gets to the king that, that he was going to be assassinated, that he was going to get taken out. And because this message gets to the king, these, these people, they get, their plans get thwarted they, and they get, they get taken out. And, and Mordecai is credited for the information, but it is a man that, named Haman that takes the honor. And it says in verse 3 that Haman gets a seat of honor higher than all the other nobles. After these events, Haman gets elevated. He becomes the king's president. He becomes the king's right-hand man. And, and as Haman rides through the streets on his horse, all puffed up and proud of who he is and what he's become, all the city bows down to Haman. Great as Haman. Wonderful as Haman. Look at Haman, president, second to no other than the great King Xerxes himself and all the people bow down as he rides through the streets and wherever Haman goes, the cities worship him and they bow to his power and his authority and all that he's got going on. But whenever he rides past the gate that Mordecai sits by, everybody bows but one man, Mordecai. He stands there and he refuses to bow to anyone other than his God and his king. And it annoys Haman so much. Doesn't matter how much everybody else is bowing to him, how much everybody else is, is giving him tribute and praise and honor. There's this one man that he cannot get out of his mind, this, this little Jewish man standing staunchly as he rides by and all is pompous with him and he will not bow. 
And it eats him up day and night and he complains to his wife. He complains to his friends, what are we going to do about this man, Mordecai? And they say, well, go to the king and ask for the king's permission to just wipe them all out. Not just Mordecai, but the entire nation through all the 127 provinces. Send emails, send carrier pigeons, send messages. It says to send them on fast horses. Get the message out that on a certain day of a certain month, every single Hebrew person shall be wiped out. It actually goes on, it doesn't just say, it says that they will be destroyed, they will be killed, and they will be annihilated. And the king says to him, he brings this idea before king, and the king took off his seat. He says, I want to do this if it pleases the king. And I'm going to give, Haman says, I'm going to give 10,000 talents of silver into your bank. I'm going to pay you out, king. You're doing me a favor to get Mordecai and these Jews out of my life. And the king says, don't worry about it. I don't need your money. Here's my ring. Done deal. Next subject just signs their lives away. These messages start coming out. Mordecai gets a meeting with Esther and he's like, Esther, our people, you know this. You've read the memos. You've been CC'd into the the king's emails. And don't think that you will be spared amongst our nation. You need to do something about it. She's like, what should I do? He's like, go to the king and ask him. Cancel it. Make this contract void. But she's like, I haven't been before to the king for a month. He hasn't beckoned me, he hasn't called me to his presence for a month. And if anyone goes to the king and he does not hold out his gold scepter to them, it's over. Mordecai says, you got to do it. He said, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And you daughter, you woman, you've been called into the earth, into your family, into your community, into your place of influence. You may not think it's influence, but God has given you influence in that play group, in that mother's group, in that dance group, in that school group, in that PTA group, whatever. You have been called into your position for such a time as this. Arise, O deliverer, arise. God's hand is upon your life. It says back when King Xerxes' life was saved, he said, hey, record that in the book. Write that in the King's Chronicles. I want that recorded that someone tried to kill me, but I wasn't killed. It was like the encyclopedia of the king's life. So Esther goes to the king. She gets in there and as Mordecai said, you've got to do this and And she goes in, she says, King, and he says, what is it? What is it, Queen Esther? Anything to half of my kingdom and it shall be granted to you. So the king says, my queen, whatever you request, up to half of everything. And she freaks out. She's like, ah, I want to have dinner tonight with you and Haman. 
I want to have a dinner party. And the king's like, great, call Haman. Let's get together. She's just buying time. They have this dinner and he says, Queen Esther, what is it? What are you? They're drinking and it's great. And Haman's like, I'm at dinner. Not only am I the president, I'm at dinner with the king and the queen of 127 provinces. I have made it. In his heart, he's hating Mordecai. He's, but he's like, there. He says, what do you want? And she says, ah, oh, I want, let's have dinner tomorrow night. Let's do it again. So they have dinner the next, organized for dinner the next night. But it says this. That night between two dinners, the king could not sleep. King Xerxes, he's awake. Haman's planning destruction for Mordecai. He's built the gallows for him outside his house. But the king cannot sleep. Haman's sleeping like a baby. Queen Esther is freaking out. The king cannot sleep. And he, he says, so he ordered that the book of the Chronicles of the record of his reign be brought to him. And they read it to him. And it was found in the record that Mordecai had exposed these guys who wanted to assassinate the king. Listen, while you're worrying, the king is not sleeping. There is a God who does not sleep nor slumber. There is a God who is always at work. And while you're worrying about your kids, while you're worrying about your marriage, while you're worrying about how you're going to make the budget work, while you're worrying about how am I going to get through this or that, or or how is it all going to work out? I'm telling you this morning, woman of God, the King is not asleep at the wheel of the vehicle of your destiny. The King is awake. The King is alive. And the King is reading the story of your life and He is setting you up for a great future and for a great destiny. And He is calling you, O daughter of God, to arise, O deliverer, arise. I'm going to stop there. Read the rest in your own time. We're about to stand and finish this service with a worship set. But I don't know, woman of God, how you came into church this morning, how your Mother's Day has started or how your week started or how your week ended. But I'm asking you this morning to arise, deliverer, arise. I'm asking you might have come in an orphan. You might have come in beaten up. You might have come in from a foreign land. You might have come in confused and feeling out of place and low in value. But God is calling you this morning to arise, O deliverer, arise. Arise for your children. Arise for the generations to come. Arise for your community. Arise for yourself. That as we worship, uh, you leave a shell in your seat. It is a shell of the past and you arise into a new destiny and a new day as a daughter of the King. What is your request, my Queen? Even half of my kingdom. God is saying to you, daughter, 
What is your request, my Queen? What is it that your heart is beating for? Arise, O Deliverer, arise, for you have been called and you have been chosen for such a time as this. Let's stand together and worship Him as we close. God bless you all. It's always awkward, the last song, isn't it? You just want to keep going. But when you have a seat, we just want to let you know a few things that are happening. I love what Pastor Mark said. Leave the shell and stand up a new woman today. (laughs) It has. Thank you. And all of you beautiful wahini, it's free, um, yeah, free coffee, hot chocolate, all of those things. Now we have a brand new service coming up. It's it's going to shock you, it's going to surprise you, but it is going to inspire you. We are running for the first time in the history of C3 Church Topor a night service exclusively for children between the age of five and 12 years old. (laughs) They have been saying to their parents, when are Lake Kings? When is night church happening? 
So because they've been pestering us, we are going to put on a service just for them. It starts this May, the 30th, Sunday the 30th, from 5 till 6 p.m. here. Now, if you're a parent, what can you do? Well, yes, you can, but you are allowed to drop them off and leave. And Fiona Dyack, who runs kids, said, get the parents to drop them off and go out for a date and leave your kids here. So we want to serve you parents. And we've decided that we got enough team on site to host these beautiful kids. But you're also welcome to come and see what's going on. So it's going to be once a month. Yeah. So 30th of May, drop them off and drive off. And we also have women's. We do. We very. And actually, I think we need to ask Vanessa to speak at this. I haven't talked to her, but who has had a Vanessa moment, a Vanessa hug, a Vanessa, you know, look deeply into your eyes and tell you your value and your worth? So I'm going to see if I can wrangle her to come. Well, one of our, we're going to have an incredible night of every woman here at the house, 3rd of June. And we're actually doing this to build up to a very significant event, a woman's event. Can, do you know what it is? Yes, yes, fairly, <laughs> fairly significant. She is coming to Topor to be with us, and she's coming on Saturday night. And she is wildly fun, and she's wildly anointed. And it's always just a great circus wherever Pastor Chris is. So, we're running a woman's event on um, it's in August. So we're going to do this one, building into that. And Chris is also coming on a Sunday morning. We're not going to keep her exclusively to the girls. No, no. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. Obviously, it'll change your life. Yes. Uh, every Monday night, uh, we have got prayer events from 6 to 7 p.m. and we're fasting. I actually don't think we've got too much longer We don't. But I just want to do a big shout out to all the men who are filling this place every Sunday morning. I mean, every morning. From like Monday to Friday, from six, uh, six o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock in the morning. You boys, you men are showing up to pray. And um, it's actually so inspiring as a woman. <laughs> well, it's true. And your husband's been turning up. I'm like, this really, they've already got a baby, so it's okay. They do. Every woman wants a great man, but we so honour you for turning up and praying. But you're welcome to come every Monday, 6 to 7 p.m. in the Mahitahi. We are karakiing to Ehu Karaiti. It's coming up. It's going to be great. Register. It's down the back. Most of you know all the details. It's going to be just a significant weekend. Yeah, I can't imagine there's too many slots Yes. You are. (laughs) Yep, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We've just got to keep moving with healing our own hearts team. Pastor Joe is, we've just had her husband here and it was quite something. I think quite a few of us were pretty wrecked from that. So she's going to 
This weekend, this weekend. Hey, thanks to everyone who came to my birthday on Wednesday. We had the most wild time. It was really great to have you. Probably a favourite was seeing Odelia get prophesied over. I was just like, oh my God, she's like Jesus's favourite. I thought I was, but oh man, the place has been taken. <laughs> Wonderful woman, great word. And many of you, the great word over your life, it was so inspiring to see. Say for a sausage or falafel sticks if you're fasting. And um, we'll see you tomorrow for prayer or sometime during the week. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.